Thanks for checking out this week's staff meeting Devo. This week, Pastor Tom Wood brought us our weekly devotion titled, To Become. Let's get right into it. Leading individuals to become faithful and effective followers of Jesus. That is, of course, the mission, the vision statement of our church. And we're going to continue breaking the vision and the statement up into chunks. And so as we've kind of gone through that and looked at that, there are six that kind of identified and spent time kind of processing. And of the six, this is likely my favorite one. This is likely the one that gets my attention the most. And uh, I think really kind of means a lot to me because I think this is so important, has proven itself important in my life. And the chunk, if you will, that I've identified is the portion that says, to become. To become. Leading individuals to become. The nature of becoming and growing and stretching is something I believe in wholeheartedly. The New Testament talks a great deal about growing in character and in sanctification. And there's also a strong importance on the growth and the development of skills and leadership capabilities. A great verse about this, 2 Peter 3, 18. You must grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So to become, embrace the stretch and the becoming. As we think about this idea, that portion of our mission statement, to become, I would say embrace the stretch and the becoming. To embrace is to grab a hold of this, is to make this your own, is to draw this close to you as if it's become meaningful for you. This idea of there being a stretch, a stretch is, of course, uncomfortable. It's not pleasant at the time. No discipline is pleasant at the time. All those kind of, that stretch, it's uncomfortable, but it results in you being enlarged. It results in there being growth and development. And then the becoming. That, that word, I think, is so pertinent. I'm so pleased that the elders and pastors landed on this word decades ago because it speaks to the process. It speaks to what is now is not going to be the limit for the future. There is a becoming. There is a movement. There is a progression. There is a growth. There's a development. There's forward movement. And I would say, in essence, that it is right and reasonable for us to, be, for us to want to be more faithful and more effective in the future. As we think about this idea of to become, this becoming speaks to growth. And we should want to be more faithful and more effective in what God has called us to do. A few verses to uh, sort of share with you that really speak to this. Philippians 3, starting verse 12. I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection. But I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it. But I focus on this one thing forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. It's verse from Hebrews 6. So let us stop going over the basic teachings about Christ again and again. Let us go on instead and become mature in our understanding. 2 Corinthians 3.18. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. Now, if you've been around me for any length of time, you'll know that I'm a huge appreciator of John Maxwell. Um, I mention him probably more than is healthy, but I love John Maxwell. I've looked at his books and been into his books for um, a long, long time at this point. But I read a long time ago that one of the points he makes repeatedly that I find especially helpful is this picture of some of us live a decade and some of us will live 10 one years. To live a decade is to see in a 10-year period, there'd be a decade's worth of growth, a decade's worth of development, a decade's worth of advancement, a decade's worth of progression, a decade's worth of discipline. Or we can leave the same, live the same year 10 times over. Remaining the same, remaining stuck in our ways, same habits, 
Same way of thinking about life, same skill set, same level of influence, same level of making a difference. And to use our language and use our mission statement, the same ways of trying to be faithful and same ways of trying to be effective rather than having a decade's worth of, you know what, I'm actually going to go at this. I'm actually going to be disciplined in this. I'm going to take the promises that we just read a moment ago from the scriptures. I'm going to take them seriously, and I'm going to see that becoming happening in my life. I'm going to see that stretching happening in my life. I see this at play with uh, our kids, especially the twins. Um, there's two ways that the twins will approach things. One will do it one, and one will do it the other. I won't say who's who, but if you know the twins, you will be able to figure it out. If they're doing something, and I'll use the snow because that's an obvious one right now. In the snow, they'll figure out a way to play. One of them will find a fun way to play. Like, we've got a very little slope in our yard, and so they'll figure out, then go down on the sled, and it'll be fun, and they'll do that over and over and over again. The other one will do that, enjoy it, and then find something bigger, better, greater, more dangerous to do. And it will keep escalating until it's time to come inside. Who knows where it'll end up? But there's this, okay, we did that. It was fun. It was good. There's more. There's something else to do. There's more risks to take. There's more fun to be had. I'm not going to say which one's which, but you can almost definitely figure out who's who. But what I wrote down, and this was helpful for me, and I want to really remember this, and I, I really want to internalize this, and I would invite you to do the same, is that when you start following Jesus, you never stop growing. When you start following Jesus, you never stop growing. We think of um, Jesus as Lord. We'll talk about Jesus being Savior, King, all these titles, which is, of course, completely accurate. But do we think of him enough as our teacher? And if we do start to think Jesus is our teacher, a question I want to put to you is, is there ever a point where we should stop learning from Jesus? We acknowledge Jesus as Lord. That's right. It's correct. Of course, it's proper. That's how we should do it as believers. He is Lord. He is Savior. He is divine. He is the Lord. He is the King of Kings, of course. But he is also teacher. Very often in the New Testament, especially the Gospels, when we hear the disciples relating to Jesus, that is how they would refer to him as teacher or rabbi. He was a teacher. He taught. And that teaching was to be learned and applied. As a teacher, his role was to bring about that growth and that stretch. And if we view Jesus as our teacher, the rhetorical question I would put to you is, at what point would we say, I've learned enough? If we view Jesus as teacher, then surely that's a lifelong learning that we are jumping into. I don't know at what point we would say, Holy Spirit, you can stop challenging me now. Like, Lord, I, I don't need the stretch anymore. I've, I've learned enough. From Paul's example, that never happens. From Paul's example, that's not something we should ever expect until we step into eternity. These are ridiculous rhetorical questions, but it happens all the time. It's deceptively easy to fall into our groove. It's easy to fall into our way of thinking. And unfortunately, typically we're ignorant that we're not listening to Jesus and learning from him in the way that we should. We may be listening, but are we learning and are we growing and are we stretching? It's this idea of climbing a mountain. I've climbed a mountain maybe twice in my life, um, and both times were to prove to my wife that I loved her because she likes climbing mountains. So I was dragged along in this thing. But anyway, but you can climb a mountain, and you, know, you don't generally walk straight up. There's kind of switchbacks and so on, but you progress upwards, and you make your way up the mountain. But it's possible to stop progressing upward and just start circling the mountain. And I do wonder if that's a visual, if we all sort of have in our mind's eye a mountain, that we should be progressing upward. There should be upward movement. There should be development. There should be growth. There should be progression. We should be learning from Jesus. 
We should be applying what he's teaching. We should be accepting the stretch and the challenge of the Holy Spirit. But instead of that upward movement, we've got to appoint. We're not where we first were when we first met Jesus. We have gone up the mountain some, but we've reached that point, and now we're just walking around. And it's amazing how easy it is to deceive ourselves that movement is the same as forward progression. We're going through the motions. We're still walking, we're going, but we're going around. We're going around. And we can convince ourselves that that is the same as discipleship, that that is the same as that progression that we're invited into. The truth is there's always more. You and I will get to the end of our lives and have countless things we still don't know. We will get to the end of our lives and we will still have an embarrassing list of character flaws and bad habits. Let's remember what Paul said. I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past, looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. From Paul's words, I haven't reached perfection. I haven't achieved it yet, but I press on. I focus on this one thing. Forget the past and keep on going. A couple of thoughts. How to know if you're embracing the stretch and the becoming. To become that portion of our mission statement. How can we know? How can we do a little internal self-reflection and litmus test of whether we're embracing the stretch and the becoming? First thing. You care about it. You care about it. How do we know if we're embracing the stretch? We care about it. You want to be more faithful and more effective today than you were yesterday. This is discipline. This is the unexciting stuff. You care about the unexciting stuff. You care about doing the simple things like spending time in the Word and spending time journaling and spending time worshiping and praying and letting the Lord speak to you and not just letting Him speak to you, but also acting upon what has been said. It's discipline. It's not exciting. It's not glamorous. It's not the kind of thing that people get jazzed up about. But this is the stuff that builds your life. This is the stuff that means we're climbing the mountain instead of circling the mountain. And to do it because it is unexciting, it's, it's unthankful tasks at times, you have to care about it. If we don't care, if we don't have an emotional commitment, then we'll just keep going around the mountain. The embrace is what makes the difference. I want to become better. I want to be stronger and healthier in my faith. I want the fruit of the Holy Spirit to flow out of my life. I want to see a greater level of impact in however God has called me to make an impact. I want to grow and I, I want to care about it. And I want people to care that this is how God is wanting to move in our lives. Second thing, you're deliberate about it. You have to care. Second thing, you're deliberate about it. You seek out the challenge. When you open your Bible and you read it, you're prepared for the Lord to address something in your heart. When you listen to a sermon, you're ready to think differently or to adjust a behavior. You're aware of your gifts and your calling and your deliberate intention about sharpening those skills. This is um, something that stands out to me when I talk with people. It was just a casual conversation. If somebody just mentions, oh, you know what? I'm reading this book right now. It stands out to me. If somebody just happens to mention, just in the natural flow of conversation, I was listening to this podcast or I'm watching a YouTube series of videos on something because it shows that they're going out of their way to stretch. It just, it, it's a small thing, but it just shows that somebody is embracing that stretch and that becoming, that they could do something else. But instead of the something else, they're choosing to do the little things. They're choosing to be deliberate. That stands out to me massively. Third thing, you can see the progress. You can see the progress. The first thing you care about it 
The second thing, you're deliberate about it. Third thing, you can see the progress. It will stand out to you that you used to act one way, but now you've adjusted. So um, if you're anything like me, every once in a while, something will pop in your head that happened like 10, 15 years ago, and it's just flat out embarrassing about how you handled something. Surely I'm not alone in this. These embarrassing moments that are palpable as you kind of reflect like, oh gosh, why did I say that? Why did I do that? If we're truly grabbing a hold of this principle, then that time frame of something in the past that was embarrassing to today where I would never do that thing gets shorter. So we can all think of something that 10, 15 years ago, I wouldn't do that. But if we're really growing and we're really stretching, then we should be able to think back to something six months ago and say, if that situation came up again, I would handle it differently. If we're deliberately growing and we're actually active about this, that time frame should get shorter. We may look back on things 10, 15 years ago, but if we're truly becoming, then we'll be able to look back in the past year or so, or even six months, and see how we would do things differently. To become. Embrace the stretch and the becoming. It is right and reasonable for us to want to be more faithful and more effective in the future. When you start following Jesus, you never stop growing. How to know if you're embracing the stretch and the becoming? Firstly, you care about it. Secondly, you're deliberately, uh, deliberate about it. Thirdly, you can see the progress. Lord, please help us. As we've committed to follow you, as we've committed to put you first in our life, to make you Lord, to make you King, to make you the center of our, our entire being. Lord, please be our teacher. Teach us the better way. Teach us how to take our place in the kingdom. Teach us how to be more like you. Teach us how to love people and serve people and lead people and, and, and be faithful with our calling in the ways that honors you, that puts you first. We want to learn from you. We want to be able to look at our lives and reflect on our lives and see how you've developed us and you've shaped us and you've disciplined us and you've brought us to a place of being more effective and being more faithful. Lord, help us. We desperately need you. and We love you. And we trust you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen.